accept your challenge, but I think we should shake on it. And we should drink on it. All right, for on this occasion, I will pop a bottle of champagne and we can raise a toast. I got, no, 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 get over here, get over here. We gonna drink the good stuff. Just the same to you, I'll, 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 I'll toast with the champagne. That's all right, I just. You ain't gonna make me drink alone, are you? Absolutely not, Mr. Lesnar. I would never dream of such a thing. Well, what exactly is this that we're drinking? Where I come from, they call that white lightning. What lightning? You know, I never thought in a thousand years that where were we tonight? Michigan? Grand Rapids, Michigan, yes. That we would be coming out of George Jones' white lightning to kick off the show. But here we are. Hello, everyone. I'm Mike McGuire. I'm Joe Aguinaldo. And this is the Sunday night's main event. Monday night raw review. Tuesday morning cooked. <laughs> we were talking through the show and I could just hear the level of excitement in Joe's voice. Just in saying your own name tonight. I don't know. I didn't mind it. I, I thought it was okay. I mean, was it the best raw? No. Was it as bad as last week? No. I did. I did actually have a fair amount of sympathy for the citizens of our nation's capital, Ottawa, because I do believe the Grand Rapids, Michigan, got a much better, if nothing else, a much better finish to the show than anything. But um, yeah, here we are. That's funny because I liked last week's show. Well, I, I didn't mind it either. But putting, you know, apples to apples here, I'm saying that, you know, maybe a Grand Rapids got a little bit better show. I don't know. I don't know. No, you know, you, you know what it was? It's it's if if I wasn't noting it out this is a fine show but when you've yeah. got heavy promos it it gets a little tiring so to which i'm messaging you saying joe don't go word for word we don't need to go word for word there's nothing oh, no, I, of value not, in any of this stuff so i i'm not going word for word but when i do notes i like to over prepare that's all so i get it i get it i get it so welcome to the show if this is your first time we bring it to you free each and every week on the snme radio podcast network and we are going to be, uh, well, also just enlightening you on things going on in, in our little spectrums as well before we go. So if you want to get right to the raw review, you might want to fast forward about, yeah, usually we go for what, about 20 minutes or so. And then, uh, yeah, but then after that 20 minutes, in less than 60 minutes, we will give you the entire recap of Monday Night Raw. So the longest we will ever go, presumably is an hour and 20 minutes on this thing because the review should never be as long as the show you're reviewing. Yes, I agree with that. <laughs> just fireball Aguinaldo tonight here. Just <laughs> are, are you sleepy, Shmoopy? What's going on? Oh, it's just been... It's been a week, <laughs> so... You've been saying that a lot lately. Like, I, ah, man, we got to get you a hug. 
or something. Is it still work stuff or is it just life stuff now or a bit of both? It's a bit and of both. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pry either way, but I, I will only invite you to use this forum as your own personal venting space, broadcasting to thousands around the world. But anyway, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I I mean, look, it because it's you, um, and I like you a lot. I just just to let you in a little bit, like my dad got diagnosed with cancer, so I've been taking him to the hospital for radiation treatments. It's nothing too serious, I think. But when you hear that word, you're a little like, oh, crap. (laughs) Right. So, yeah. um, So on top of that, like and then like there's just lots of stuff going on at work. So today was the (sighs) microcosm of my week where a whole bunch of stuff hit me in like literally half an hour. And I was like, oh, my God, what do I do? So um, I got to be honest with you. I as much as I sort of complained while we were watching the show, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate this outlet tonight well you know what joe um and and sorry guys we're gonna get serious here for a minute this is something that you and i full disclosure we've we've talked about for a while off the air um this is something that's been you know something i know you've been dealing with and you've been dealing with like a champ so uh you know like i said this this network this show these podcasts excuse me all this stuff uh i i came into in the process of my mom dying. And what's really weird is that we're coming up to the one year anniversary of that in just a few weeks. And so I know, right. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah. So, and trust me folks, we're not, I, I swear we're going to be here for each other, but we're not going to, this isn't the whole show. I promise. Yeah. But, yeah. but uh, no, this is, this is something that honestly, this is what, wrestling is supposed to be this is supposed to be something that takes our mind off this stuff and that's why no matter what was going on in my world i would come back and do these shows uh that's why no matter what was going on you know this is this is as much as you the listener are getting hopefully hopefully something out of this (laughs) but (laughs) hopefully you're getting something out of this just realize that you do us a favor by letting us be here to uh to chat with you and, and try and entertain you through the sometimes very entertaining and sometimes not so entertaining, but we try and make it entertaining <laughs> world of reviewing Monday Night Raw. And, and that honestly is why, and you know, people think I'm trying to pick fights or nothing. That is why I say this is the best damn Raw review on the internet, because frankly, it saved my ass last year and it might be doing something for our pal Joe right now. So, and, and maybe it's doing something for you too. So if we're here for you and we're, we're knocking off an hour of, otherwise crappy time in your life thank you if we're making it worse it wasn't my idea (laughs) (laughs) well i I mean it kind of was you kind of roped me into this (laughs) well i kind of got roped into it because i was the new guy and nobody wanted to do okay here's the honest to god truth of tuesday morning cooked and here's how it came to be friends if you don't know now you know this show was the show that nobody wanted to do last year. <laughs> okay, even our beloved founder and his partner, who originally did the show, which was named after said partner, didn't want to do this show anymore. <laughs> None of the other guys wanted to do it. Me, new guy, looking to do something another 46-minute radio show, was like, I'll do it. And... You know, we kind of lobbied around a bit with the host to host and 
I tell you, I, I would have a better time literally asking for blood samples than I would getting other people to do this show with me. And somehow Joe and I ended up together and Joe would always be there. And Joe and I became pals. And here we are a year later, still doing this stuff. <laughs> so that is the God's on. And, and don't take that for a second as complaining either. Cause nothing I hate more than people that go on a podcast or a show and they just bitch. They just me, 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 me. That's not, a, that's not what I'm doing. This is no, the no, no. 100% true origin story of Tuesday Morning Cooked and how this show came to be. And it's an homage to the two men who ultimately decided to abandon their podcast baby in the back alley dumpster of cyberspace. <laughs> that is why I came up with the name Tuesday Morning Cooked as a, as a homage to them, which, which was also something that they used to do because they would talk about foods that they had been creating. And Joe... Wouldn't you know, this week, based on my week here in Edmonton, I would like to have some culinary discussion tonight. Oh, all right. Let's have some culinary discussion. Well, see, here's what's happened. I've been staying at my friend's condo in Edmonton for the last week. She's uh, away uh, out of the country even. So I've been house sitting. And by house sitting, I mean, honestly, abusing our friendship to get a free place to sleep for the last week. So. <laughs> But as I always try and do, if I find myself in the situation where I happen to accidentally consume some of their grocery. Now, she told me, go ahead, go hog wild on, on whatever is in the fr fridge, the freezer, the cupboards, whatever. I still feel like I have to replace and replenish. I believe that's the the courteous thing to do as a house guest at the least. Correct. Oh, yeah, for sure. And she even texted me today saying, no, don't worry about it. I'm like, no, I've been here for a week. And trust me, I've, I've eaten a lot of your damn food. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I went and did the grocery shopping today. But as I was doing it, not only was I replenishing for her, but I was also building a little stockpile for my road day tomorrow. Because tomorrow, Joe, in between stopping here and there, I will be driving over 12 hours again. Oh, back to Saskatchewan. Snap back to Saskatchewan. Look, there goes Mike again. Going 20 years in time into the past. Here we go. <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, actually, technically it's an hour ahead, but uh, we won't factor daylight savings time into this. But um, yeah, I have to go back. And so I'm stopping in Saskatoon and then I'm going all the way back to the place by the Manitoba border. So it's going to be a long freaking day, dude. Um, but... I decided that, you know what, I'm not going to blow money on food on the road. So I bought groceries to to prepare myself for this day of driving tomorrow. So in my uh, journey, I will be enjoying some uh, tribute to mom, egg salad uh, wraps. Nice. Um, I got some. Uh, what the hell else did I get? I don't know. I got a bowl, but I've been cooking for the last like three hours during raw. I actually had the laptop set up in the kitchen while I was cleaning and, and cooking and doing everything else. So. So I did that, but I went to a place here in Edmonton. Oh, what the heck was it called? Woodshed. Okay. Free plug for Woodshed. Not the one three blocks away from me. No, no, no. I had to meet my friends at the one 45 minutes south of me. <laughs> it's like Edmonton, I believe, is more um, terribly laid out than Toronto. I believe it is actually harder and longer to get around. <laughs> harder and longer. It is. It takes more time. <laughs> <laughs> to get around Edmonton than it does the GTA. And I say this having driven around both. 
that's uh, uh that's a pretty bold claim man. yeah but they spread everything out here so far they right. don't they don't stack up like toronto does like eventually in areas in toronto you're gonna stack up okay or you at least acknowledge that you've built a new town or a new area you know like the, the gta is is the toronto area everything here is edmonton Oh, okay. And it just goes on forever. <laughs> like legit. My my buddy's new place is way the hell down south that used to be farmers' fields. So he wants to go to the woodshed that's like near his place, which is basically near Leduc. Nobody listening outside of Alberta gets that reference. But trust me, it would be like from driving from <clears throat> I don't know, the CN Tower to your house in Mississauga. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that sounds rough. Actually, no, that's that's even shorter than 45 minutes. See, <laughs> this is my point. Like, it's crazy. So anyway, we went down there and they had uh, it, it's one of these like, you know, hey, $20 burger joints, right? Which eh, whatever. Oof, OK, but hey, you got to support our restaurants. You do. Um, I what the hell did I get? Oh, I got some chickpea based thing because I'm trying to eat more vegetables, less red meat just to, you know, not die. Uh, as as potentially easily as I could right now. So <laughs> my buddy's a vegetarian. He got this chickpea based thing. I said, ah, oh, what the hell? I'll try it out. So did that. This is my other buddy, not the buddy we went to meet. And his kid was there. And his kid got, got the kid's meal grilled cheese sandwich. Joe, for the last two and a half days, I've gone a grilled cheese sandwich expedition. I have I have procured different types of cheese. <laughs> I've tried different buttering techniques. I've done it. I have eaten far too many. I'm surprised I could poop today, to be honest with you. Oh, that's how much grilled cheese has been going through. Although it, it's funny you mentioned that. Cause I, uh, actually, I think I made grilled cheese like twice last week for dinner. See, <laughs> cause it's one of those, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, I'm too lazy to cook, but we got to eat. Oh, we'll just make grilled cheeses. <laughs> you know? Exactly. <laughs> and you know why? And you guys and girls, you know how much I don't like cussing on these things, but I'm going to go ahead and do it now. You know why, Joe? Why? Because grilled cheese sandwiches, they're fucking delicious. <laughs> yes, they are. Right? <laughs> That's the only one I'm doing. That's the only one I'm doing for the whole show. Maybe for uh, the whole month now. Because we got all March coming up here. But, but the question is, do you, do you eat it with ketchup? I did ketchup. I did tomato soup. I did a, uh, a mushroom, uh, uh, heavier mushroom soup. Like, not just like the Campbell's cream mushroom, but like yeah. one of the like fancy mushroom soups, you know. Um, and and I just, I loved all of it. I, you can't screw up a grilled cheese sandwich. No, no, no. Unless you it's, burn it. But that's, but that's really hard to do. That, yeah. And even so. You don't care because it's a grilled cheese sandwich. That just means <laughs> more ketchup on that corner. Hell yeah. <laughs> really, it's honestly, you know, I know that people are like, you know, oh, quinoa is the best. Kale is so good for you. Grilled cheese sandwiches are the perfect no, food. Grilled cheese sandwiches. You can, have it with, you, can, you can have it with almost anything. <laughs> almost anything. You know what? If I ever do find someone silly enough to marry this guy, that's what's going to be on the menu. We're not doing chicken. We're not doing fish. We're not doing uh, vegan options. You're all getting grilled cheese sandwiches. You know why? Because <laughs> you're all going to love it. <laughs> Mwah, chef's kiss. And grilled cheeses are the best, man. That's the whole point of this. <laughs> That's the whole point of this statement, folks. Go get yourself a grilled cheese sandwich. 
even when you're done listening to the show. And you know, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make one after the show. And when you're done, before you before you eat it, because I know the second you get it out of the pan, you want to you I get it. Okay, but get your phone out. Go to the comment section on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash SNME radio for this episode, Tuesday morning cooked. And I want you to post a picture of your grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> and you know what? You know what else I'm going to do? The best grilled cheese sandwich photo. I will send five Canadian dollars to. <laughs> you might think that's stupid. You might think that's cheap. But folks, this is the only work I'm doing right now. So <laughs> that's five personal dollars plus stamp plus mailing costs from your pal Mike. And you know what that gets you? That gets you another loaf of bread so you can make more grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> this show is free. I don't got cheese money, bitch. <laughs> oh, man. That could be the name of this episode. I don't got cheese money, bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's good to hear you laugh, brother. Are you in a little better mood now? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good, man. The reason I'm only talking about this now is because, you know what? We'll talk about your life off the air because I'm there for you, pal. And by the way, I know everybody listening to this show, even Matthew Smith, even though you're not Shane McMahon, Joe, he is there for you as well. (laughs) I guarantee it. I will guarantee it. Matthew's going to make a grilled cheese sandwich and post the picture. I know he is. Matthew's like, I would, I would. I would hope he does best guy. I mean, frankly, you know what? We appreciate all you listen to this show, but if y'all want to be like Matthew Smith, you got a lot of friggin' work to do. (laughs) You got a lot of work to do. You do. You do. Don't get me wrong. Tommy Lang's great too. Uh, There's a bunch of that are out there. They're great. I got to hang out with some more. Oh, can I talk wrestling and then we'll talk wrestling? Yeah. yeah. So uh, the dungeon show last weekend, I told you about, Um, I've been editing matches from our October show because for some reason it never got done and so i'm editing those but from the last show uh i was like okay somebody else is taking care of those i'll take care of these ones i spent four days in a minus 30 something snap in this very condo editing wrestling matches you know what i did to leave the house to uh, get some fresh air and get out and see the world i went to more pro wrestling (laughs) I went to more friggin' wrestling. So shout out to the crew from uh, Love Wrestling. Uh, Spencer Love, we've had him on the show before. Uh, interesting cat. I got to say, interesting cat. Went to Montreal, went to the uh, WWE press scrum, did some stuff there. He does like podcasting and stuff on the side, too. It's it's fun checking out, but uh, it was my first time going to one of his shows. So it's funny. I see a bunch of my friends that I've been in wrestling with for years at a totally different show that I'm not any part of. And I'm like, yeah, this is nice. This nice. Is here, here and watch wrestling. Don't got to commentate anything. Don't got to ring announce anything. I sit there. I went ahead and skipped almost an entire match waiting for food forever. By the way, certain <laughs> venue in Edmonton. Yeah, speed up your kitchen a bit. But other than that, you know, maybe if I'd ordered a grilled cheese sandwich, it would have come faster. But, but yeah, it was good, man. Nice. <sighs> all right. I'm tired. I got to get up at 4 a.m. to start driving all across the freaking prairies again tomorrow. So, Joe. Oof. <sighs> would you like to talk about wrestling? Yeah, let's talk about wrestling. Would you like you like to go on a trip? That's the better question. You know what? Before we do that, I I do have to say that I have been binge listening to crime and sports, <laughs> and uh, 
James Petrogallo is freaking hilarious. <laughs> Which is funny because the Let's Go on a Trip thing is actually from Small Town Murder. But, oh, no. Yeah. 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 But, but still, it, it's good. <laughs> all right, Joe. Shall we go on a trip? Let's go on a trip. We are heading to WWE's Monday Night Raw at the Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Tonight, a virtual sellout. They said 131 tickets were available. I doubt it. Or maybe they were just resales that never got sold. Uh, that is according to uh, Twitter.com slash WrestleTicks. But anyway, uh, almost 9,000 people in the house. These are these raw numbers are getting fantastic again. Like, hell yeah. You know, remember Big when time. we started this, it was like, you know, three, four thousand people. And I was like, <laughs> Not just, anymore. <laughs> why don't we just put it back in the friggin uh, Manhattan Center, you know, bring back the, the plyboard letters and just throw it out that way. Nah, Raw's yeah. definitely Raw's definitely on a roll lately. So well, and so is WWE. You know, I don't know if you noticed, but the show that you guys are getting in Toronto there. You got a little uh, yeah. main event switcheroo. Yes, I believe it is uh Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns. Yeah, for the Universal Championship. For the Universal Championship. The WWE Undisputed Universal. You have to say both. Uh, blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> for both belts, okay. And then of course uh, the big show everybody's watching is uh next week in boston they have now added almost 2500 more seats to Oof. that show they're actually opening up sections for super cena next week so wow that's going to be a sellout of the tv garden guaranteed it's going to be awesome so i would be shocked if it's not and i'll tell you right now if you're like me who last year was in chicago and was like eh, i don't know if i'm gonna go to hell and sell don't be that person. Go. Have a good time. <laughs> You'll have the time of your life. You won't regret it. So anyway, let's uh, let's go on to the show here, Joe. We start off the show and we are. Well, actually, there was a little bit of a, a pre-show before the show, right? Yeah, they, they, they showed like one of those earlier today segments with uh, Lita and Becky arriving at the arena. And then they do a recap of uh, the Usos and Sami Zayn segment from SmackDown last week. And that's how you know when you're a big star, friends, is when you walk in with your luggage and that's what they leave the show off with. So, <laughs> blah, 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 arena, Usos, do, 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 do. they come out to the ring. Well, one comes out to the ring. One comes out. The other the, the other is uh, Sola Sokoa. So, Sola Sokoa and Jimmy Uso come to the ring. Um, you know, the bloodline is in your city. Way to go, Jimmy. He says that uh, you're thinking there's problems in the bloodline, but when you come from a family and you love your family, you know that families fight all the time. That leads to a huge Sammy, Sammy chant. Um, Jimmy says, if you come for one member of the bloodline, you come for all members of the bloodline. And look at everyone who thought there were cracks in, in the bloodline. He mentions Kevin Owens, Sammy Zayn, and he says, your boy, Cody Rhodes. At WrestleMania, do you think that Cody Rhodes will get one on your tribal chief, Roman Reigns? Hell no. He says that Roman will be here this Friday to remind everyone who runs SmackDown. And he says that me and Solo are here to remind everyone who runs Raw. And then as they're talking, out come the Street Profits. You know, I texted you, and I don't know if you got that text or not, but it was uh, right around the 27-minute mark of the show. Uh, which was actually well into the segment at that point. I said, wow, Triple H taking a chance and having the Street Profits come in on the opening segment of Raw this week. Uh, again. <laughs> well, the thing is, when they when they came out, I immediately thought of a conversation you and I had 
about like how the street profits are becoming that team that you can plug in, but they're also becoming the Dolph Ziggler of tag teams. But they're so, also becoming literally part of every first every segment of Raw. <laughs> exactly. You yeah. know what this is? You know what this is? This is sitting down for TGF on Friday and you're waiting for Urkel to walk in the door on Family Matters. Because <laughs> you know it's coming. <laughs> you know it's coming. All right. And, and Montez, God love him. He's even got the high voice now. Like he's doing these weird, like yeah. high bitch voice. I love it. I love it. All right. Continue. So as Ford comes out, he's on the mic. He says, Oh my God, it's the bloodline. And they kind of start mocking. Hey, where's Jay? Where's Jay? Is he going to come down th- through the crowd? Is he going to come down the ramp? Um, He says that, you know, you're all boasting and bragging with like you're hard. You can't even run your damn family. And you got some nerves showing up on our show trying to enforce your absent chief's orders. Technically, um, as they are the undisputed champions, it's their show too. Yes, technically speaking, but yeah. whatever it's wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. All right, yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, All back right. and forth, back and forth, blah, blah, blah. And eventually the street profits say we want the smoke and they attack the bloodline. Um, they end up uh, driving the bloodline from the ring and we have the bloodline versus the street profits coming up next as we go to break. Now to be clear, this match was already scheduled. This was supposed to be yes. their entrances, and then it degenerated because, you know, wrestling. It, yes, wrestling. There you go. Okay, segment two, back from break. Uh, the Bloodline are actually working over Angelo Dawkins, but Dawkins gets a drop kick on Solo, tags in Ford. Uh, they they hit a double, a double drop kick on Solo for a two count. Um, Jimmy and Dawkins tag in next. They trade offense, but the bloodline get the advantage as Solo hits a huge clothesline on Dawkins as we go to our next break. Segment three, back from break. Solo hits a Samoan drop and a running hip attack on Dawkins. Um, Ford and Jimmy tag in and Ford gets a standing moonsault for two. Uh, At one point, Ford and Jimmy are battling at the top, but Ford gets a nice cross body for a two count. Um, but eventually, the ending of the match sees Solo hitting a blind tag, and the Street Profits don't notice, and this ends up with Solo hitting a Samoan spike on Dawkins for the pin and the win. Now, after the match, the Bloodline go after the Street Profits, start a beatdown. Solo sets up Ford's head in a chair, and he's going to go for the hip attack, but out of nowhere comes Kevin Owens, and he clears out the ring uh, of the bloodline. He hits a stunner, I think, on Jimmy, and, and he knocks Solo out of the ring. Not just Kevin Owens coming into the ring, but Kevin Owens coming in in a zipped-up hoodie with the hood over his head, much like one Samuel Zane. You know what? I didn't even think about that. Oh, this is... Trust me, these are little breadcrumbs we're getting, right? That, that's, All of a sudden, that, they're both doing sneak attacks the same way. That's 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 very good. Very good, Mike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Paying attention. <laughs> All right. So after that, uh, we see a recap of the uh, the ending of the Brock versus Bobby Lashley match from Elimination Chamber. And then we also get a recap of MV- MVP's challenge to Brock uh, against Omos at WrestleMania. And coming up next is the VIP, uh, the VIP lounge where we find out if Brock accepts Omos's challenge. They do they do a hype up for Creed three, which I guess is another movie that we'll eventually have to see. Maybe. <laughs> Did you ever and finish then, watching Knock at the Cabin? By the way, no, man. I'm like halfway through. I can't get through it. Okay, so friends, Joe and I have been talking about this for a while, and we were going to do podcasts based on. And feel free to steal this idea. I don't care anymore. But we were going to do podcasts based on the movies that wrestling makes us watch, like whatever they promo, and. 
So we did it first with uh, Violent Night, which was actually a win. That yeah, was that was time. solid. Uh, I've always hated M. Night Shyamalan movies, but I always watch them because I, for some reason, I want to give this guy a chance over and over again. Um, it's like wrestling. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, so I watched it and because Big Dave's in it, Dave Batista's in it. Yeah, right? yeah. So I was like, OK, I'm going to give this one a shot. I didn't mind it, but I still don't like it because it just it's just so melodramatic and slow. Don't get me wrong. There's, Batista, there's... Batista's really good in that, though. He's like fantastic. Yeah, big time. Like Dave is the only thing to get Dave. Like I know the guy. <laughs> Dave Batista is the only reason I finished that movie because he was so good in it. So there you go. He's a much better acting wrestler than some we would see later on tonight. Let's Perhaps continue. yes. Oh God, yes. Okay. Let's... <laughs> Anyways, they hype up Creed three and they tie this in with Edge's return and we go to break. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> All right. Segment four, back from break. Uh, we hear Brock Lesnar's music and out comes Mr. Incarnate himself, Brock Lesnar. Um, he goes through the Canadian tuxedo, by the way. Yeah. Hell yeah, baby. Uh, and the cowboy hat. Um, he comes out first, sits on the couch. Uh, MVP comes out. And Brock says he brought Brock basically apologizes for being early, says, I have no beef with you, MVP. Um, Brock Lesnar is all about business. And I got to tell you, man, truer words have never been spoken there. Um, he says, I'm here to listen to you in this beautiful VIP lounge to sell these people and the people at home and Brock Lesnar a fight. Um, MVP comes to the ring. He says, I don't have to worry about suplex city. And Brock says, nope, no suplexes. Sell me and these people this fight. Do what you do best. Hype the fight. MVP gets on the mic. He says, when Brock Lesnar puts his hand on a man, that man has no chance. When he goes to bring someone to Suplex City, they're in a world of hurt. And when he hits a man with an F5, that man is done. However, you had your hands full with the almighty and I wasn't even in his corner. You couldn't have your way with Bobby Lashley. What makes you think you can have your way with the Nigerian giant? He says, you put your hands on a man, you can do whatever you want, but you put your hands on a giant, the giant puts his hands on you. The beast can destroy any man, but a giant will subdue a beast. And how are you going to, how are you going to suplex or F5, a seven foot three inch tall, 416 pound Nigerian giant named Omos? I love MVP, but this was starting to sound like that jewel song. You know, these hands, they are mine. <laughs> it was it was a it was a good promo though. I'll give it. It was that. good. So, yeah, it, it got you excited. It was fine. So sp- speaking of ooh, um, Brock goes ooh, that was good. I got goosebumps. High five, and he gives him a high five. He says, "I accept your challenge, but I think we should shake on it and we should drink on it." <sighs> <laughs> All right, so. Brock takes out a flask and he he chugs it and he goes to give it to MVP who wants to crack open some champagne. But Brock says, no, no, you're a baller and a hipster. I'm just a farmer and I grow the good stuff. So if we're going to toast, we're going to drink the good stuff. And he says, here's the Brock Lesnar and Almas. Again, he chugs. MVP goes, goes, what is that? And Brock says, it's called white lightning. So anyways, MVP chugs it. Tries to hold it in, but ends up spitting it in Brock's face. Brock is not happy. 
Uh, and he ends up, but, but, oh, but, but, promise no suplexes. So no, no suplexes, but he hits an F five instead. <laughs> man of his word, man, man of, his, of word. his word, ladies and gentlemen, man of his word. <sighs> All right, let's go. Let's continue. All right. Uh, up next, we see Kathy Kelly. She's, uh, she's in the back. She welcomes Lita and Becky Lynch and asks how they're preparing for the title match. Uh, Lita says that to walk out as champs is a true bucket list check. She says that she's been making history for two decades and she's not done yet. Becky says that it, it's a secret bucket list of hers to win the championship, uh, the tag team titles. And she says there's no woman that she'd rather go side by side with than Lita. And she says, Bailey, if you want to get involved, you know, go ahead. But you're looking at the future most groundbreaking tag team champions of all time. And then we see Cody walking to the ring and we go to break. Yeah, nobody talks like that. No, not at all. Nobody. (laughs) There is a lot of dialogue tonight, and this might be why, Joe, I was also tempted to tell you, just don't bother quoting anything, because there's a lot of dialogue. People just don't talk like that at all. No, not at at all. all. (laughs) Like the future most groundbreaking tag teams. No. Whatever. All right. All right. Anyways, back from break, we see Cody coming to the ring. Uh, Gable comes to the ring with Otis. And yes, I'm calling him Otis. Uh, and that leads to Cody Rhodes versus Chad Gable. Both guys start with some mat wrestling and Cody gets an early pin attempt. Gable tries for an ankle lock early, but Cody gets an inverted superplex as we go to break. Okay, that inverted superplex told me, hello, match of the night. And I would not be wrong, I don't think. No, you know what? I can't disagree with you on that. This was a good match. Yep. Um, although I, I'll admit there was a point in that superplex where I was like, please rotate, please rotate, please rotate. Because he looked like yeah. he was having a problem, but he got uh, it. It was good. Yeah, so, yeah. That was scary. Though. But you, you know what? You know what the funny thing is with both these guys, like, and and I'll just say it now as you go into the match. And I want you to think about this uh, as you're listening out there. Um, Cody did a good job of not making Gable look small. If that makes any sense, because Cody does have probably about a half a foot on him, but there's a point. And I don't know if you got it in your notes or not, but there's a point where basically Gable gets taken to a corner and starts storming out of it. And they go nose to nose with each other. And it didn't look ridiculous. And I was like, that to me is what made this a fun match to watch. So they had the fire. Keep going. All right. So segment six back from break. Uh, Gable has the advantage working on Cody's leg, which he had hit a dragon screw during the break. Uh, Cody goes get, goes back on offense after Gable misses a diving headbutt, and he gets a disaster kick for a two count, and he also gets a figure four. Um, Gable catches Cody with a German suplex and a pin attempt, and he gets a DDT and a moonsault for another two count. Now, this is where it kind of gets weird, but Rhodes sends Gable out of the ring. Uh, and <laughs> on the outside, Gable is calling for Otis, who is looking out in the crowd going, where is she? Where is she? Where is she? Looking for um, Maxine. Maxine. Yes. So um, the long and short of it is uh, Cody ends up throwing Otis into the crowd after he realizes like Cody is talking to him, which no, I but great. You know, you know what he did, though? You know what that whole thing was? That was the, the Bugs Bunny Elmer Fudd shot. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So for those that don't know what I'm talking about, there would be times where Elmer <laughs> Fudd 
would chase Bugs Bunny into the rabbit hole and then he'd fire like 50 rounds into the hole. Bugs would meanwhile come up the other end and look down into the hole with Elmer Fudd and what be like, for? yeah, what, what, are, what are we shooting at? <laughs> and, and Elmer does, you know, the, you know, I'm going for the rabbit thing. And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then Fudd realizes what's going on. But by then it's too late because Bugs has outsmarted him. Cody Rhodes was Bugs Bunny. Otis was, in fact, Elmer Fudd. And then he got thrown to the bear. <laughs> yeah. But but like the cool part is Cody's like, oh, she's up there. She's up there. That's she's what I'm saying. There. That's what I'm saying. That's like, great. He was literally. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, I, uh, they, so basically back in the ring, Cody Cutter and a crossroad later. And your winner is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> and cartoon fans everywhere. And cartoon fans everywhere. That's right. So after the match, though, Cody gets on the mic. He says, uh, we're 33 days from WrestleMania, and I have yet to stand in the same ring as my opponent, Roman Reigns. But he is on SmackDown this Friday, and I'm ecstatic, and I'll be there, too. Ooh, it's like we're getting talent on both shows, guys. Hell yeah, baby. Well, it is tis the season, as they say. Okay, up next we have uh, Byron Saxton, and he's in the back with Baron Corbin. And uh, Byron says, hey, you want to deliver a message to the WWE Universe. Now, Corbin starts talking, saying, yeah, you know, I'm not doing so well. But as as he's talking, Byron sort of cuts the interview short and he because he sees KO. So he goes up to Kevin Owens, and he says, uh, you know, hey, KO, we saw what you did to Jimmy and Solo. Are you concerned about any consequences? KO gets on the mic. He says that uh, the people that should be worried about consequences are Jimmy and Solo. They're suffering from the consequences of their actions. He says, all I want to see is the bloodline fall, and I'm not going to stop until I get what I want, and I don't need or want any help doing that. Okay, KO promo, fine. Best part about this whole thing, we're getting closer and closer to bum-ass Corbin. (laughs) Were, you notice he was wearing the white shirt under the black vest tonight? Yeah, and he was he was looking a little disheveled. So let's get me a bottle of mustard. Where are we? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, they, they mentioned that uh, Judgment Day are coming up next. And speaking of acting, <laughs> so Kevin Patrick and Corey Graves <laughs> throw to a WrestleMania vignette. And, and boy, do they ever build it up just to let us down? <laughs> oh, God. Like it was um it was a Titanic vignette with Bianca Belair and Montez Ford doing the I'm the king of the world thing. Corey throws it to it though, is like uh uh some of our WWE superstars were somewhere near, far, or wherever they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I think Kevin Patrick went to go hug Corey as they as they went to the vignette and Barf. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to describe it. You have to see it to believe it. Oh, no, no, so let, me, anyways, let me, please, please. Okay, please. go ahead, please, please. Okay, so there you see the boat, right? We know we're doing Titanic. Okay, fair enough. So it is Montez Ford and Bianca, and they're they're standing at the, was it the bow, the stern, the? The front. Uh, I'm not, yeah, the front, thank you. <laughs> not very nautical living in the prairies, you see. Um, so they're clearly setting up this scene. Bianca Belair is... A remarkable athlete. She has been bred for what she's doing now. And I don't mean that in like some weird way. I mean, like, like, like her athletic talent alone is astounding. Her charisma in the wrestling world, undeniable. Her work ethic. Oh, amazing. 
This chick can't act. Worth the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, another cuss came up, but it's true. <laughs> I don't even remember the dialogue, but here's how it basically went. Here's Montez. And remember, these two are married in real life, right? So it's like, he's like, and these aren't the actual words, but just work with me here. Oh, you're here. Bianca. Yes, I am here. <laughs> what is it you wanted to show me? <laughs> so anyway, they go to do the oh whole thing. They go to do the whole king of the world thing. You know, he steps her up on the, the thing and then they're like, oh, wait, pick her. It didn't happen. So he goes, whips out his phone to do a selfie. And the bit is that he drops his phone off the Titanic into the water. That's the whole comedy. He dropped his phone. Uh, and then her punchline is, well, you, you saved it all in the cloud, right? And he goes, no. Nope. Uh, just... Those are the lines I do remember because it was. Okay. So it was. It was. Uh, I, I think I, I texted you, but I, I called it horribly wonderful. <laughs> like Maybe it was wonderfully horrible. I don't know. But <laughs> anyway. Yes. Anyways, do you okay? Want to, okay let, um, before we continue, go back in time here. Oh, all those classic ones back in the day. Which was your favorite one from uh, Mania Twenty Three? Do you remember? Oh, the the, ta- the taxi driver ones. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, my favorite, and it's not even so much the actual promo or the spoof, but it was the Braveheart one. And the last clip oh, is it was Rick, Rick Flair, Flair riding the donkey. <laughs> Let's go! Woo! Woo! <laughs> I still think about it today. It's just uh, so good. But yeah, Yeah, I mean, Triple H wasn't bad in that. But yeah, like Ric Flair stole that one. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Ran away with it. So, okay, let's get on with the show. Okay, so that brought us to a break. And now we're at segment seven and it's Judgment Day. Oh, I'm not going to go through what they said. But basically, Dom talks about his father being a loser. Rhea talks about her match with Charlotte Flair coming up at Mania. And then Finn talks about... um, Finn talks about his rivalry with Edge, and he says that, you know, I say when it's over and, you know, like, accept my challenge at WrestleMania, and that's it. So the word is, or the belief is, or the thought may be that we might be getting uh, Finn coming out in the demon gear. I will say this. I am compelled to see what a demon judgment day Finn Balor comes out looking like. And if you want to get even more serious here, I think that Finn's got to lose the over the top stupidity. Um, yes, please. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just, just lose the the smarmy talk and get down to business. And I think that could make it a, a, a like a night stealing match, to be honest with you. Yeah, like in the ring, I'm not worried about it. But like Edge, not Edge, Finn's character lately has just been like uh, cringe. I, I can't. Handle it. It's cartoon bad guy. It's fine. It's what they're doing with the Judgment Day. But but yeah. for the actual match, I see them getting white knuckles. A little serious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I hope so. Anyways, okay. So now we go backstage and we see Maxine uh, and Maxim ML models. And she asks if Otis is ready to accept their offer. Uh, and she says, if you were if you were to have a match tonight, we'd love to be in your corner to observe this raw and natural talent. <laughs> and then Otis just starts calling for Adam Pierce. He's like, Adam Pierce, I need a match. Get me a match. Um, she started. I know just uh, Pierce. Adam Pierce. <laughs> That's Adam right. Pierce. I get 
I just can't do it. I can't do that. <laughs> Anyways, so Asuka comes to the ring. Uh, she's going on one-on-one with Carmella as we go to our next break. All right, okay. segment eight. Kip Carmella comes to the ring, and that leads us to Asuka versus Carmella. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip you the blow for blow on this. I do want to say this, though. This yep. match was told beautifully by commentary, and not just because, you know, Corey Graves is is Carmella's husband, but the story was is that Asuka had never beaten Carmella before. And I thought, well, that's that's all you need. That's that's yep. all you need in the entire story of the match. Nothing else matters. And the best part was Carmella was playing that in the ring. Moves aside, the story was told just by her talk. As yeah. a, you know, yeah. you can't beat me. You can't beat me. Asuka's not ready for you know Carmella because Mella's money or whatever, right? And she's doing all this like Carmella's chirping in the ring has gotten so much better. She's not just doing the ridiculous screaming anymore. And I almost sacrilegious, I know, but I almost don't care what happens in the match. It's the story that's being told around these Carmella matches that I'm enjoying. So yeah, no, like like you know, I'm not gonna go blow for blow, but like it was a two segment match. Um, bottom line is at the end of the match or near the end of the match. They trade pin attempts and Oscar ends up getting an armbar submission for the verbal tap and the win. Um, but that said, I love the commentary on this match. Hundred percent agree with you. Um, and you know what was even cool too is that, like, yeah. even though Corey, like Corey Graves, wasn't even so over the top with his Carmella talk because at points Kevin Patrick was actually the one giving Carmella her props and Corey's like, can, can you just let me commentate my wife's match and stuff like that? <laughs> it was really well done, man. Yeah, like yeah. I liked it. Yeah. And that's, you know, this is something that and look at me. I've done like, you know, a few shows now and I'm like, Oh, and I think a commentary, but this is something I've wanted to do my whole life. So I always pay close attention to it. Um, when I always say, if you can tell what's going on in a match without having to watch it, that's when, you know, you got good commentary. And even though I didn't get blow for blow on some of it, because like I said, I was working in the kitchen for some of it. Um, there wasn't a second in that match. I didn't know what was going on. Yep. And I loved it. It was great. So anyway, that's yep. that's that. Now, we did get Bianca coming out at the end when Oscar uh, called her out. Oscar rambles something in Japanese. Uh, they square off together. Carmella sneak attacks uh, Bianca. And then that's basically it. Right. Do you think we get a three? Well, I, I was thinking that and I really hope not. <laughs> like, I, I, you know what? No, let me, let me, let me rephrase that. I would, this is my own personal preference. I would prefer right. just a Bianca, straight up Bianca versus Oscar match. Cause I think that'll be a banger match. But if they put Carmela in, I could see it happening because Carmela right now just doesn't have anything for mania. And yeah. it's just the way that they seem to be booking her. I, she's got to get she's got to get in there somewhere. Right. One thing Graves even said in his commentary, he used the exact words. Carmela's not even booked for mania yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's where I got it from. So there you go. So Ooh, a little easy. All right. All right. There we go. All right. So uh, let's see. That was so Carmela knocks Oscar into Bianca. All right. Miss TV is coming up next. Uh, they also hype up the women's tag team championship match. Piper Niven comes out and we have Piper versus Candice LeRae coming up next as we go to break. Candice and her garbage wings. Yes. Yes. All right. Segment 10. Candice comes out followed by Nikki. Basically, Matt Piper has the advantage for most of the match, but Nikki Cross, who happens to be out there with Candice, distracts Piper and that allows Candice to get the surprise roll up for the pin and the win. You don't say. I was shocked by that. <laughs> yeah. Talk about 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, I mean, because because they've been they've been like you know pushing Piper real hard, and all of a sudden this that's happened, what I'm, I'm like. That's why I'm trying to bite my tongue here because I'm not going to be that guy that whines and moans about everything they do. But all right, why just, Piper? Why yeah, anybody I'm, I'm, else but her? Yeah, you, you could have put anyways. Yeah, let's okay. Let's not get into that. I'll, go, right, so I'll now, go ahead and say it. Was Dana Brooke busy? <laughs> no offense, Maybe. Dana Brooke fans or Dana Brooke yourself. But were you right, busy? So now, were you doing something else? Did you have some reading to catch up on? <laughs> I'm done. All right, anyways, oh. next up we have uh, Byron Saxton who welcomes Johnny Gargano. Uh, Johnny oh, it has just got better. <laughs> Johnny has a match tonight with Otis. And uh, as Johnny is talking, out comes Judgment Day. Um, Who thought you'd ever be happy to see Judgment Day interrupt someone else's promo? <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, long and short is uh, they run down Johnny a bit and Finn, challenge- Finn challenges Johnny Gargano to a match next week if he gets past Otis, which kind of, you know, telegraph that, but whatever. <laughs> okay. The right. the amount and this goes back to the way that people don't talk. Like folks, if you want to go and look up Raw and and find that segment for an example of exactly how people don't speak to each other, and I'm not saying even in the world of sports entertainment, okay? I'm saying that there is no way this discussion between these two people or any of these people would ever happen in any way whatsoever. Even if you wanted to go up to Johnny Gargano, who is an annoying little twerp in character. Okay, if you want to go up to him and call him out, you would not use any of the words that were used tonight, nor if you were said annoying little twerp in character, would you respond the way he responded? No, no, there's no way. I'm done. All right. (laughs) So uh, the Miz comes out and Miz TV is coming up next as we go to break. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, if you listen to last week's show, boy, was I proud of myself in this segment. <laughs> Continue. All right. Segment 11 back from break. Miz welcomes us to Miz TV. He talks about his wife, Maurice, and the anniversary gift that she gave him last week. And he said he was going to reveal that tonight. It's a life changing announcement. And to help him announce this highlight worthy news, he wants to bring out his special guest. Who is also the host of WrestleMania? Drum roll, please. And I the called Miz. it. <laughs> I called it. You did. The word Miz. for word. I called it. <laughs> Me, this guy right here on this show. Uh, All right, <laughs> Miz hosting WrestleMania, blah 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 blah. Poop poop, woo yeah. All right, so he says that there's nothing that can take me off this pedestal, and then we hear "Burn it down," and out comes Seth freaking Rollins. <clears throat> uh, Seth comes out. He says, "Hey, I'm here to congratulate you." He says that two weeks ago I stomped you with my big red boots because you were a jerk. And then last week I stomped you three times because you were being a b-hole. That leads to a b-hole, a-hole joke, which was like, oh my god. <laughs> uh-huh. <Yeah>. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the bottom line is, 
Seth wants Miz to call Logan Paul. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I thought you had a mild stroke there for a second. No, I, I was like, I was just trying to figure out how to say this. Okay, so Seth wants Miz to call Logan Paul. Miz says no. So Seth super kicks Miz, knocks him out, grabs his phone. Now, as an IT person, okay, uh-huh. I, I appreciated the fact that Seth used Miz's face to unlock the phone because nobody ever unlocks their phone or keeps their phone unlocked. So I appreciated that. Uh, long and short is Logan Paul gets on the phone. They go back and forth and Logan Paul is going to be at Raw next week to go face to face with Seth. Yeah, it was a fine little bit of pre-tape action. If, a little bit. if you uh, know, you know, but whatever. It, it's it's all to build up this show next week, which is good. It's good. They good. should yeah. they should have no excuse for this show not to top over two million like consistently for the entire no. show next week. Hundred so. percent. Oh, and then, and then he stomps Miz again. Just we have to get that out of the way. Okay, because head injuries. Anyway, <laughs> that's right. Okay, so then we see Kathy Kelly in the back. She catches up with damage control and asks for a response to Becky and Lita from earlier tonight. Um, Bailey says that uh, she's glad that those two are confident, but the three of us have proven that they don't stand a chance. Um, EO and Dakota are the greatest champions in WWE, but this is more about this is this is more than just about championships. This is our story. This is our legacy. Uh, is, is everything going to be everybody's story now? I guess like Cody um, brings in the story thing, and now everybody has to tell their story. Wait, their we're story, but story. we're but we're not done with stories yet. Oh, I so. know because because then Austin Theory comes out. He says he's the greatest champion in WWE. Then he goes into his spiel. He's not being talked about. Everyone's talking about John Cena. He kind of talks about his hustle, loyalty, and respect. Blah blah blah. It, it's Austin Theory. It's setting um, up for what we know we're getting, and we don't care because it's going to be awesome. Yes, yes. I cannot friggin' wait for Austin Theory to be standing in the ring across from John Cena, and for whatever to instigate this match happening happens. I I'm actually looking forward to the promo because he I I'm kind of hoping that John Cena will like bring it like he did against Roman that one year. Right. <laughs> let's see what let's see what happens there. Or against Rock, or against or anybody. Against, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, all right, Bobby Lashley is coming out to the ring, and we have Bobby Lashley versus Elias uh, coming up next as we go to break. Yeah, this was a giant waste of time match. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and I say that like, with love for both these guys, because you know, I am one of the few who, since day one, has walked with Elias. But this was I got a photo with him. This is nothing match. No, it wasn't. Uh, so segment 12, we're back from the ring. Uh, Elias By the way, some offense. Do, you, do you have that photo handy? Is it on your social media or anything? It's on my Instagram, yeah. Somewhere. Okay. I got to find it. All right. So all right. You keep talking. I got something to look at. Okay. So <laughs> segment 12, back from break. Uh, before the match, we see uh, Bray Wyatt uh, highlight from last week, challenging Brock and Bobby. Um, the match itself, there wasn't much to it. Elias got some early offense. Um, he gets thrown out. Of, uh, he, he gets thrown out of the ring. He actually tried to slam Bobby into the ring post, but it didn't happen. <laughs> but Bobby ended up uh, in the barricade. Anyways, um, we see Boogs, Rick Boogs in the back taking notes. But back in the ring, Bobby hits a flatliner, a spear and the hurt lock for the submission win. You have a lot of pictures of your weights. Yes, I do. Yeah. So 
Um, okay. Oh, there's a picture of your wiener. Right. <laughs> well, several of them and a couple hot dog pa- or they, hamburger patties. Yeah. There you go. I was right. talking about his barbecue. Continue. Uh, after the after the match, Bobby gets on the mic. He says he's not in a good mood because he owned Brock at Elimination Chamber, but instead of Brock tapping out, he resorted to a low blow. Um, he says that for proving my dominance over Brock, I get Bray Wyatt playing little kid games. I don't play kid games because I'm the almighty Bobby Lashley. Keep your name out of my mouth or I will hurt you. As he's walking to the back, we see a <laughs> we see Bray Wyatt on the Titan Tron. Doing the muscle man dances. (laughs) The best part about this, the best part about this entire thing, none of it was new footage. No, no. None of it. This was literally muscle man dance from what, four years ago? Yes. And I didn't mind because for once it made perfect sense. (laughs) (laughs) The, The one thing I did enjoy was they used all these different photos of Bobby in it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. everything from when he was doing his bodybuilder gimmick with uh, Leo Rush, and and they were using all those stupid poses and like him winking at the camera and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is too good. <laughs> this was actually probably the best use of that muscle man dance thing ever. So I was quite happy with it. I pull up your pants and do the muscle man dance, baby. That's the um, one. Okay, so th- then we uh, cut to backstage. We see Chelsea with Adam Pierce. And she's arguing about Ottawa, Ontario versus Ottawa, Illinois. Um, Mella comes in. <laughs> Hold on. Her best line was, uh, how was I supposed to know there was an Ottawa, Ontario? <laughs> and, and then Adam Pierce, Pierce is, like, is like, you're from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Just so dumb. All right. Then uh, Mella comes in and she's complaining about what happened earlier tonight uh, with Bianca and Asuka. And Pierce says, oh, wait, I have a phone call. Mella, yep, you've got a match with Bianca next week. And he walks out and Mella and Chelsea start introducing themselves to each other. There you go. Update everybody in case you want uh, a profile of Joe Aguinaldo's Instagram. Here's what it is. Uh, 40% selfies. 30% pictures of his weights. Uh, what does that put us at? 70? Uh, 20% boats that are coming into the harbor near his work. <laughs> Uh, 5% barbecue and 5% his children. <laughs> oh, and the occasional musical instrument in there that fall into the, you know, point decimals, but there you go. All right. Um, okay. Up next, we are shoosh. Like, I shoosh, can't believe how many times I've seen a picture of your friggin' weights here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Continue. That's all right. Um, OTs comes out with uh, Triple M, Maximum Oil Models, and we have OTs versus Johnny Gargano as we go to break. All right, segment 13, Johnny Gargano comes out and the match starts. Um, Otis starts with a spinning elbow and a splash early. Uh, Gargano sends Otis into the ring post and he gets some offense. And like the story of that part of the match was him trying to knock Otis off of his uh, off his feet. And he ends up knocking Otis out of the ring with a super kick. Um, Gargano attempts to dive, but Otis uh, catches him, slams him into the announce table. And then Mansois and Massé, 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 Massé. Okay, they try to attack uh, Johnny Gargano, but Dexter Loomis stops them with a hoodie in the crowd. Um, and this distracts Otis, and that allows Gargano to hit two DDTs: one on the ring apron, one in the ring, and he gets the pin and the win. And oh my God, was I so upset by that! 
Yeah. Disappointing. Disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Did did you find the uh the Eli's picture yet? Yeah, I did. Okay, good. All right. On right so, now. Uh we see Apparently he was trying to race out of the building too, and you stopped him. I did. He was actually very cool. That so, boy. Well, of course he was. Uh, was he was he doing radio? Like was he doing a promo for the show that night or something? Or? Yeah, I think it was a, like they had a they had a, a house show at the uh Coca-Cola arena and, and he was yeah. there doing stuff for the edge. So cool. Awesome. All right. So we see a recap of the Cody promo uh from earlier tonight, and he'll be on SmackDown this Friday. Then we see Kathy Kelly in the back and she introduces Paul Heyman and asks for a comment on Cody's announcement. Um Heyman says, you know, this is my favorite time of television where the ante keeps going up and up and Cody is going to confront the tribal chief. And then Kathy interrupts him and says, no, no, no. Cody didn't say he was there to confront. He just said he'd be there. And then Heyman says, look, let's read between the lines. Cody is a raw talent and he's going to show up on. No, he's going to invade Friday night Smackdown. And this Friday night, Cody will confront Roman Reigns or he'll be confronted by the tribal chief. Up next, <laughs> up next, we have the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match, and uh, we have a Black History Month vignette as we go to break. Paul <sighs> Heyman's Paul Heyman's really good, by the way. Let me just throw that out there. <laughs> well, thank you for that radical uh, view of uh, non-discussed premise before. <laughs> <laughs> Is it pronounced Heyman? Sorry, I never heard of him. <laughs> Is he new? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, but he's pretty good. He's got a future in this wrestling biz. Um, <laughs> Keep an eye on that kid. All right. All right. Segment 14 back from break. We see both the women's teams prepping backstage. Uh, they show a recap of Brock and MVP from earlier tonight with uh, MVP getting F5. Then they announce some of the stuff that's going on for next week. So we have Kevin Owens versus Sola Sokoa, Seth, Lo- uh, Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen, Seth Rollins, and Logan Paul <laughs> go face to face next week. Uh, to be we fair, have, uh, to be fair, okay, both of them have curly hair. Both of them have annoying laughs. Uh, yeah, no, I, that's I can, a, that's man, that's too. about that's about it though. So I tell you, I got a buddy of mine who taught me how to do a Seth Rogen laugh. Okay, basically, you just have to pretend you're sneezing but cough at the same time. So it's basically. <coughs> <laughs> That's I, it. Will, uh, I will endeavor to look for that. <laughs> um, we also have uh, Johnny Gargano versus Finn Balor, Bianca versus Carmella, and John Cena will be back at Raw next week. It's pronounced Cena, right? Yes. <laughs> All right. John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That, that's somebody I've actually I've emailed back. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I've emailed back and forth to Santino like five times now. We're trying to figure out a time to, to get him on the show, but dude's busy. I get it. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Okay, yeah, so. John Cena. Um, it's main event time. Outcome Becky and Lita, and we go to break. Okay, segment 15 back from break. Damage control come out with Bailey. Uh, and we have our main event of damage control versus Lita and Becky. Um, EO and Becky start the match, but Lita and Dakota tag in pretty much right away. Uh, Lita tries really quickly for a twist of fate, but uh twist of fate, but she tags out. And Becky and Lita get a double suplex um, on, I think it was on Dakota for two. 
Uh, Becky and Lita are doing a bunch of double teaming. They even try one of the Hardy, uh, the, the Hardy brothers move where um, Becky goes on all fours and Lita just dive. Um, and and that's she- uh, poetry in motion or. Thank you. I couldn't yeah. remember what it was called. All right. So it's either that or whisper uh, in the wind. One of the two. No, whisper in the wind. No, no, that's the high kick. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it's it was poetry in motion. Okay. Uh, EO actually hits a. Um, uh, sorry, she goes. Leah goes for moon salt, but EO uh, rolls out, and Becky hits a dive on damage control on the outside as we go to break. Okay, segment sixteen, and oh my god! Wait for it, ladies and gentlemen, brothers, sisters, non-binaries out there. May we all come together for a moment. Preach. (laughs) That's right. Express your love for the feeling, (laughs) the joy as it swells inside your body. Feel the warmth from that and not from the grilled cheese sandwich, which you should have already downed by now. And taken a picture of. Exactly. And celebrate in the awe and the magic and the ooey gooey warmth that is segment 16 of Monday Night Okay, <laughs> back from break. Thank you, Mike. Back from break. Becky hits a combo DDT, reverse DDT on both members of Damage Control for a two count. She also goes for a Diamond Dust and a Disarmor on e- uh, on Dakota, but EO breaks that up. Uh, outside the ring, Damage Control get the advantage as EO hits a Moonsault on Becky, and they're getting a bunch of double team offense on Becky. They're basically getting the heat on Becky. Um, now... <laughs> At one point, Bailey takes out Lita by distracting the ref, and that leads to damage control getting a double suplex for a two count. And out of nowhere comes, and I don't even know her theme music, but it's Trish Stratus. No, it starts off with the laugh and the whoa. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you not know Trish's theme music? I just, I'm not good with theme music. Sir, I'm going to have to ask for your passport, please. <laughs> you are not allowed to leave the country until you can recite every word to Trish Stratus. <laughs> oh, Anyways. time to rock and roll. This time I'm in control. Oh, time to rock. The, I don't know. I got more really? needed, though. So that's all that matters. Stop. That's her theme music? Yeah. Wow. Got that's to the impressive. keys to the city. And now it's time to something. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, dude! I trust me. I was like, I had Trish on the show once on, right. uh, and I've had Trish, I've had Trish on two radio shows I've done actually. So yeah, I knew her music inside and out then because I had to hear it twenty times. As I was editing and everything. So yeah, fair enough. But anyway, she comes out. She takes out Bailey. Um, Becky finally makes a tag to Lita, who gets a Hurricane Rana on EO and the Vertigo, I believe, is what it's called for two. Um, bottom line though, end of the match sees Lita hitting a twist of fate and a lead assault for the pin and the win. And ladies and gentlemen, we have new champions, Becky Lynch and Lita. Which blew my mind. And I say that because I never thought in a thousand years that we would get Becky and Lita as the champions, especially when Trish Stratus is now on TV. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But don't get me wrong. Maybe this is something that they're doing for a reason. I don't know what that reason is yet, but I mean, I'm not against it. It's just I thought, if anything, what it might be was that uh, 
you know, Trish would come make the save, but somehow damage control would still win. And that sets up Trish and Lita. But maybe, maybe this is the most we're getting of Trish. Maybe we're not getting a match now, or maybe we'll get the three on three at WrestleMania. See, I've heard that room. Actually, you've mentioned that a, like a few times too. Like, yes, that's, those three versus damage control. Yeah, I think I brought it up like a while ago. But anyway, that uh, I mean, that does make sense in the long run. But it just it didn't make sense to me that why wouldn't you put Trish and Lita the belts on them to go into it and then have them lose the next night or or at WrestleMania Backlash or something? I don't know. Right, right, right. Whatever, whatever. Uh, happy ending for Raw. Uh, there's a, a few great photos. One of them is probably going to be in the slide here in between uh, Joe with Elias and the grilled cheese sandwich of, uh, <laughs> of Trish Lita and Becky all together. And you can just see the joy on Becky's face. Hey, eh? like this is almost like, hey, Becky, this is a gift for you. Thanks for being awesome. Because, yeah, it's clearly this is for her. But, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I will admit, though, as, as much as I like Lita, there were some points in that match where it's like, yeah, she's got a bigger bit of ring rust going on there. Okay, this is going to get me grief, but I don't care. When did she not? Fair. <laughs> I, I didn't want to say it, but that, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying that to be a weenus. Trust me, she no, can still do it no, better than they... I ever could. But that was the thing about watching Lita matches. You were never sure if she was going to die or not because... You know, and maybe that's her style. Maybe it's all maybe it's all a ruse. Maybe we've all been fooled. I don't know. But yeah, there are times where I'm like, yikes, I hope she's okay. Actually, I hope her opponent's okay because it looked like she landed on, uh, I think it was EO's knees or something like that during that moonsault. And I was like, ooh. Well, <laughs> like, to, to be fair, do you remember at the Women's Royal Rumble when Kyrie came after her like a friggin' bullet? Oh, yeah. So, you know, I'm not going to say anything like, you know, racist about, you know, confusing one Japanese person for another. But I was like, maybe she just thinks like that's how we wrestle now. Like we just lay our stuff in and that's the way it is, because I could see that being a very real thing of just, you know, her going for the gullet. But uh, yeah, it was still <laughs> you're not wrong. It was it was very uh, a little hard. To, it was a little hard to watch. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, you know, that's what we say about the show every week. <laughs> it seems, oh, but <laughs> at the same time, it wasn't. The, it's not that bad, guys. Plus, we want to thank you guys because uh, I, I do mean this in all sincerity. We've seen a significant rise in listenership to this show over the last little while, and hopefully, that's because you're telling your friends about it. Because we, we, you know, we can go on about hey, subscribe to the Patreon, like, share our posts, and everything else. But it's when you tell your friends about it, if you can actually, if you do a share or you tell people about it, that's what really does a podcast like this well and that helps everybody then and the whole team appreciates it but i do want to say thank you because a lot more people have been checking out tuesday morning cooked as of late and been checking out the whole network as of late so we hope you've enjoyed our review of monday night raw in well under 60 minutes yet again mr aguinaldo nicely done hell yeah feather in your cap there and uh a couple other quick things here before we go uh, I will be on the road again because that's <laughs> my life these days. But um, I, I want to give an update. We didn't talk about it at the beginning of the show because, you know, you talked about your dad and everything. But I want to say that for anybody in Saskatchewan in a couple weeks, I will be appearing at a certain. Uh, well, I'll just say it. I'll be appearing at the legislature of Saskatchewan and I'm not making this a political thing, but I'll be there to talk about uh, senior health care. And so I figured, eh, those of you that followed along with me this long, you know the story. Those of you that don't, well, you might now. 
Um, but I, I wanted to give an update to everybody because it's something that I said I would do almost a year ago now. And I've been afforded the opportunity to. So uh, I'm a big fan. I think we talked about it here before of this because I said I would thing. Um, and I just wanted to update everybody and that, that cares. And if you don't, that's fine. But I just want to let you know that, that despite all the other stuff going on in our worlds here, that, you know, keeping a promise here. So uh, thanks to those that care and to those that don't, that's fine. We hope you enjoyed the raw review if anything else, because it's been uh, it's been a ride, man. It's been a ride so far. Yep. Therapeutic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for saving Joe and I each 149 bucks an hour. <laughs> All right. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Let us do what we do. Play safe, drive safe. Have seen you. Bye. No, bye, Joe. No, bye. All right. No, Joe. Joe wants you to just wait for him to come back. That's it, folks. <laughs> Just sit there and wait for him. He's not even going to wish you goodbye. I will say. (laughs) You're so selfish.